Hi, I'm Biz. I'm a working parent with a kid and a teen. It's been 10 years since the show began, and a lot has changed on the show and in the world. But by elevating the voices of others, we have learned we are not alone, and we are doing a good job. This is still a show about life after giving life. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, waiting, driving, scheduling, repeat, a special guest joins to talk the monotony of appointments. Plus, Biz goes into the closet. Woo! Is it a ghost? I just can't. No, it's, ter- it's Teresa. Hello, Biz. <laughs> I used to be your co-host. <laughs> Teresa, you'll always be my co-host because this microphone is haunted and I am a bad job at finding replacements and ending things. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody, Teresa is here. Hello. And so I am very much looking forward to asking this question, this very generic question that, you know, everybody asks everybody. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Teresa says. Teresa, how are you? Oh, uh, fine. <laughs> Great. Fine. Christmas. You're fine? Christmas is over. Yes. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And I got to see you in person the other day. It's true. And we I were, got to see your I, kids in person. And I got to see two of your kids. Yeah. Fun fact, everybody. All of our children collectively have gotten older. Yeah. They look older. Yeah. They sound older. Yes. They smell older <laughs> in some cases. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my house right. and teens. Yeah. Teresa was coming to get her annual Christmas fudge. Yep. Which was my pleasure to make. Teresa was the only one who got some fudge this year. And they pull up, and in the car, it's Oscar and Frankie. And I I just want to say, and I'm having this experience where I am, and we'll talk about where I am in a second. There is something so, like, emotionally relieving about seeing other people's children, yeah, especially people that I, I really love and care for yeah. and that I have some insight into, like yeah. them as people. Uh-huh. And I mean, like, I don't want to be weird, but I just, like, Oscar, I hope you don't mind, Oscar yeah. was on the switch in the yeah. back of the car. Yeah. And the highlight of our interaction, in which they, they did not make eye contact, which is fucking fine, everybody, yeah. what was when he said, we're out of a hotspot zone. Yeah. We, we need to drive, yeah. connect to the Wi-Fi. And yeah. I was like, you are doing such a good job. <laughs> like, I just, it just made me so happy. Like, I just was like, yeah, yeah, that's so good. And yeah. Frankie he, had- He would, was not, he does not do well yeah. with surprise, like, yeah. changes to sure. stopping at a friend's house. Sure. That was not in the original plan for leaving the house that day. So he was like, yeah. I'm- Going to need to focus on my video game. And then yeah. his video game wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he handled it. Fucks up. He did handle yeah. it. He handled it great. Yeah. And by the end, I think between me, Ellis, and Raiden being strange weirdos, we got a lot of eye contact. And I got some smiles, which yeah. made me very happy because I felt like I really worked for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <sighs> Gosh, I'm right there with you with the emotional feeling of seeing other people's kids that yeah. you care about. When I when Ellis came walking out, yeah. I was just like it is truly like emo- it's emotional to me because I f- I love them. Like I yeah. love your kids oh, so I love your much. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I've spent such a small amount of time with them actually for real in real life. Mm-hmm. But I want to be like just so you know if you ever need anything I know you and I will do, I'll take care of you. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, I'm yeah. not, not going to say that to them because that would be so weird and confusing. But like, Save I want them high to school. know, like, you can say anything. Yeah. At one point, Ellis was saying that they were going to run up the side of my car and like do a backflip oh. or something. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to do some Donald like, O'Connor. You guys were like, let's, 
let's nip this in the bud. Let's not have this go any any step further than that. But then unexpectedly, Frankie thought that yeah. that was the funniest thing she'd ever heard of. And so she oh, yeah. was like cracking up. And yeah. it was really gratifying to see just like an interaction between yeah. our kids who like this yeah. dynamic. I, it's just weird that we haven't had the opportunity to like yeah. let that Happen. unfold. I know. I don't know. I Yeah. <laughs> we're like the, we're, not only are we friends, but I mean, tr- in the traditional sense of the word, we are mom friends. Yeah. But true. also, I don't, I don't know if you do, but. You would think that means we would like hang out a lot with our kids. I know. And we but we don't. No. Yeah, and I don't think it's like it's certainly not intentional. It's just that just seems like a foreign <laughs> relationship on some level, right? Like it seems different. Yeah. It's just not yeah. who Maybe it's just not who I am. I mean, though it's always yeah. fun when I do it. We sometimes used to get together and go yeah. swimming with them. Yes. We did that a few times. Yes. That was pre-COVID, though. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Ella's still not a swimmer. Still. Still doesn't swim. Oscar kind of does. Frankie definitely doesn't. Yeah. Frankie, by the way, for anybody who used to listen to the show when I was on it, I used to call Frankie Curtis, so that could be confusing. Yes. Frankie is still... Frankie's name is still Curtis, but (laughs) Frankie goes by Frankie. Frankie is also still... Not even close to being a uh, my vision of what I used to say. Oh yeah, Curtis, Curtis was with like, the bangs. With the bangs, all right, all yeah. right, all right. I'm here to yeah. play guitar, ladies. Yeah. Right? Not that's yeah. still not, but emo- spiritually, yeah. I spiritually. think that might still live somewhere within yeah. Frankie. Yeah, yeah. We're still waiting and watching. Still cute kid. <laughs> cute. Yeah. Very cute. Yeah. Very cute. Anyways, that was amazing. I'm glad it we was did amazing. that. I am yeah. too. I like, yeah, it was really nice. And if I sound different to anybody, I'm in a closet two hours away from Pasadena because at some point we decided we should rent a house with some old friends and their kids. And it's, it was still a good idea, FYI. This is day one. Just yeah. so we, we've had one sleep and it's day one of six days. So there are six children in the house. Raiden is officially the oldest as the teen and has been above and beyond with the children so far. Ellis is second oldest, though same age as another child. So we've got 13, two nines, a seven, a six, a five, I don't know if I've done the math right, and definitely a two-year-old. And they're they're all spirited. And, <laughs> and again, it goes back to seeing your kids. There's a pool here. You know, everybody's just in the pool apparently this morning, some in clothes. My favorite was when one of the moms like just suddenly was like, I'm in the pool now. And like another friend and I were like, You are, you know, fully dressed. You did it. You're you're you didn't plan on it, but there you are. I was not in the pool. That's the mom of the two-year-old, I'm guessing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Two-year-old was all go. Yeah, because what you're not going to... What do you do? You, how do you stop that? How you do you don't. get in the way of that? You yeah. get... You go You just with end it. up in the pool. Yeah. You end up in the pool. Yeah. And the two-year-old's older sibling, who may be part dragon, was getting upset that they could not use the giant pool cleaning stick in the pool while there were like five other people in the pool, right? You know, wanting to scoop bugs up. But, you know, those things are long yeah. and pokey. Oh, yes. And they jab. Yeah, they jab. Dragon Child proceeded to do this amazing, like, deep vocal whining, right? And we, with the eye, with the side eye at the parent to see if the parent, you know, was like looking. And, she's like, Ooh. and then... My other friend and I, who were not the parents of this child, I said to them, is it just me or is it just like wonderful to see other people's children (laughs) whining? Like Mm. it makes me feel so normal and Mm -hmm. like solid, right? Mm -hmm. Like it just feels like not aloneness at its like peak. 
Mm-hmm. And been like that. It's been a lot of that. And that makes me happy. This place also has a giant game room with air hockey in which I told Ellis before we came, they said, what is air hockey? And I said, it is a game in which I'm going to beat you right away. And then I did multiple times. So they're not having any fun. Good. So, you know, there you go. You know, and I will say that part of coming up here was something needed. As everybody knows, I'm spending a lot of time in cars, driving not only my children places, but my mom to a lot of doctor's appointments, sitting in a lot of doctor's offices, a lot of waiting rooms, a lot of this. And this is a self-care break, getting up here, getting away where I don't have to wait in a car anywhere. But I thought it would be something fun to talk about with Teresa, who has maybe sat in a car once or twice themselves. So stick around and buckle up because you're about to be in car line, baby. One Bad Mother is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is no secret that I am a huge fan of therapy. In fact, (laughs) I was in therapy long before I had kids, and I can't believe how important therapy has become now that children are in my house. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash badmother. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash badmother. I'm Ify Wadiway, the host of Maximum Film. I'm Alonzo Duralde, also the host of Maximum Film. And I'm Drea Clark, yet another host of Maximum Film. Every week, we hosts huddle up. Usually with an illustrious guest. And we talk about films. We have film news. We have film quizzes. We answer your film questions. It's like the maximum amount of film talk. That's why we call it Maximum, maximum Film! film. Maximum Film, the movie podcast that's not just a bunch of straight white guys. New episodes weekly on MaximumFun.org. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. God, is it like triggering you? I mean, it's triggering me. I'm just like, woo! It feels so good. Feels very natural. It does. It it does. Let's see if it works. Let's see. Let's see if we still have the magic. All right, I gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, somebody's coming in my closet. Waiting. It's not just waiting in a car. There's a lot of being in cars, and I don't think I was quite prepared because. We had said we weren't going to be supportive of our children wanting to do activities like sports, right? Like we were just like, we're not, luckily, those aren't the kids we had. But I was like, we're not going to games. We're not going to recitals. We're not supporting our children in any way. So I'm not going to have to do that. And then it builds like a snowball. And then suddenly you find, like, I don't know about you, but like I have found myself suddenly 13 years in really surprised by how much time I'm spending in a car driving. It's become my new cooking dinner where I'm like, I don't want to be in a car anymore. I don't want to sit in a car. I don't want to pick anybody up. I don't even want to go five minutes down to the store to get something and come back. And I know a lot of people have to do this on subways, buses, trains, a lot of other walking. There, There are multiple versions of this hell. Mine is in a car. What I hate about it is there's no real relief to it. I feel very dead inside. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have one more child than I do. So I feel like that tips the scale to you having to be in a car more. Yeah. Well, it definitely did before. Yeah. My kids are all homeschooling this year. 
And Mm -hmm. that has really shifted my car experience because we are doing a lot more activities at home or things we can do walking from home. Are you happier? Am I happier? <laughs> yeah, not having to drive oh, everybody to school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm good. way happier. Just want to check yeah. in on that. <laughs> yeah. I, Teresa. Yeah. Teresa. Teresa yeah. Thorne, I yes. am happier. I cannot say, like, how it would be for anyone else but me. But for me, yeah. I'm way happier. Okay. When the kids were going to school, um, I mean, like, the last couple years, like, my kids were all in different schools, too. So, like, it was never... It was there was never like a time where it was just bringing everyone to school and picking everyone up. When they were going to school, it was three different schools and three different pickups. So, it's really different. It is like a huge and that was part of our decision to homeschool everyone this year because we knew one of them was going to be homeschooled and then we got advice that one of the other ones would not be a good fit for the school that the other kid was going to. And so we realized, well, we're either going to have two kids at home and one kid going to school, or we're going to have one kid at home, one kid at one school, and one kid at another school. And it was just too much. It was just way, way, way too much. Like you said, there's no relief. Yeah. There's no, like, point where you're, okay, now we're into the groove. It's just nonstop. And so with the appointments at that time – The appointments were really, really draining because there were already so many driving trips that needed to be made every day and every week. Then you really do feel like you're just always in your car. And there's a lot of times where you could have gone home or you could have done something else, but it doesn't make sense to do that right? because it's so much driving. I agree. And it also feels like it feels like the nap, right? Like. I'm going to go home. I've got like an hour before I have to be somewhere else. But if I go home, 10 to 15 minutes of that is eaten up getting home. Yeah. And then like I'm home for what? 20 minutes before I have to get back in the car and go. Is that satisfying? Would that 20 minutes be satisfying in any way? Right. Or do I just stay in my car or... I mean, a smart thing would be go find a park and sit outside for 20 minutes. But that yeah, or park and walk around for a few yeah, minutes. I haven't or, done that. Yeah. I but mean, that is a smart thing. Yeah. I mean, you you can sometimes. Like, yeah. it can work out. And, like, sometimes the going home is worth it. I remember mm. finding that sometimes where I was like, Jesse and I would have this ongoing debate. Like, you'd be like, it makes no sense for you to come all the way back here yeah. only to, like, have an hour and then have to go all the way back out. And I would say, like... Well, depending on how I'm feeling, it might be worth it to me. It might be worth it just to have that time to be at home and take care of a couple things I need to take care of and go back out, even though I know it's less efficient, (laughs) you know, less productive, less whatever. That might just be what I need. And so there's a lot of figuring that stuff out when you're when you have a lot of appointments and you're in your car a lot. It's just a lot of there's just so many logistics like managing and then, like, what you keep in the car. What do like, you the keep in the build car? build up of the... Oh, it builds up so fast. So Because fast. I know that... Because you're going to be in the car a lot, right? Like, I'll... Let's say it's one of those days where I have to take kids to school. I got to get my mom to an appointment. I then have to get myself to something and then get my mom for one other appointment, right? Like, if we can't get it all scheduled, like, together, yeah. then I've got to go back and get the kids. Yeah. So... I would say 60 to 70% of my day has been in a car. So when I get home, no matter what is in the car, like that I've brought that day to put in it, yeah. by the time we get home, out goes Ellis out of the car, out goes Raiden out of the car, they take their things, and then I leave everything mm-hmm. except my purse and water. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I should scoop up those papers. Mm-hmm. I should scoop up that like those five mm-hmm. Tupperware containers, yeah. right? But I'm like, I, I got nothing left to. Pick I can't at. right now. I just, yeah. I, I can't, can't right now. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, you come back and it's all there. Yeah. But sometimes that's convenient because maybe you need a Tupperware container to stick something in. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just piles and piles. Yeah. And everybody knows what my car looks like. It no, it's not like I it's mean, changed. Over no, the years. I know. So. This still happens to me now because even though my kids are homeschooled, they still have appointments. But 
I think I leave to drive to an appointment maybe three times a week. There's other mm-hmm. outings, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, there's other stuff we go and do. But it's just, like, a lot less than, than what it was when they were in school. So, like, it doesn't have that emotional draining aspect yeah. to it when we go to something. It's like, hey, we're going on our going outing out. for the day. You know, like, we're going to an appointment. <laughs> But this stuff still builds up in the car. And I'm like you. There are times where I can manage to, like, bring everything yeah. in and put everything where it goes. The trash in the trash, the papers in the paper area, the stuff in the place, the yeah. whatever. But then there are days where I'm like, I'm just going to leave it yeah. right now. I'll either come back out to the car later and deal with it or I'll deal with it tomorrow or whatever. And then <laughs> inevitably... Twice a month, Jesse needs my car for something, or he's moving my car for me, or, like, something like that. Yeah. And I don't – like, he doesn't even say anything. Yeah. He does not say anything. No words come out. Right. No words. He doesn't even (laughs) – but I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm mad at him (laughs) that he saw my mess. I know. Oh, no. It's so unfair. What's even worse is that, like, if Stephanie uses the car – I'll see as they're coming back in that they've cleaned it. They've picked yeah. stuff up. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, oh I don't know why it enrages me because it's It helpful. enrages me when Jesse It's helpful. It's I appreciate yeah. how helpful yeah. it is. Yeah. But yeah. it makes me feel like yeah. a failure. Yes. <laughs> yes. And right I always, it. What I always want to say is I want to be like, I had a plan, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was... It was, I was intentional. Like I, I knew going when to. I, I knew where that was gonna go, and I yeah. knew when I was gonna get it, and I knew why that was there. Yeah. Where's all my Tupperware? I knew it was in my car. Why did you move it? Now I can't find why it. Why did you move my dirty Tupperware? Yeah. Why? I was gonna use that to <laughs> now I can't find for it. something. Oh, it's always the like napkins. I'm like, I if our entire relationship since having children, I've been like, I understand that looks like trash. But if they are unused napkins in the car, yeah. please God, leave them in the car. Yeah. I'm going to need noses yeah. for something. My God. Yeah. Leave the napkins yes. in the car. Yes. There is something. It's like the cooking the dinner. It really is like cooking the dinner every fucking night, right? Mm-hmm. For a while. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, I don't do that shit anymore either. <laughs> Just bug it. Being in the car and driving, when I get home, there was a time where, like, that hour that I used to go to Target to sit in the car and cry or whatever, like that, you know, we were like, that's uh, self-care, you know, a little. Now it's like there's nothing self-care about it, right? Like, it's very hard to get it so that anytime I'm in the car without kids or a parent in there feels like a reward, yeah. right? And so when I come home, like, I'm physically Physically, I get, like, the neck aches and the, like, from driving and, like, sitting and I'm sure I'm clenching the entire time I'm driving. Everybody's yelling, wanting to listen to music. It's a lot. And so, as a result, by the time I come home, yeah, I don't want to do any of it. Like, I don't want to do anything because I'm so done from confinement. Yeah. What do you keep in your car or have you in the past... That has been helpful to you. I am now able to log into so many different like internets of where I am that I can literally sit in Carline at the school with my laptop now because I just, I can pick it up, right? <laughs> pick up the reception, which is a testament to something. And I'm not sure how proud I am of it, but that's okay. So what do you keep in the car that helps? <laughs> <laughs> Kid things or things for me? Oh, only for you. I don't care about children. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to think because now I don't keep much in the car for myself because it's not – the trips are pretty discreet. I know at one point I did get like a hotspot, a hotspot in the car. Oh, yeah. um, Which doesn't actually work very well. But it's like it works well enough to keep having it. Yeah, because it does come in handy sometimes. So yeah, Wi-Fi, just like you're saying. And I think for a while I kept a book in the car Mm. so that sometimes I could read instead of being on my phone. Yeah. But the phone was the most helpful 
thing. Yeah. You know? Music. Yeah. New York Times. Yeah. Scrolling. Whatever. Looking yeah. at animals on the Pasadena Humane Society website. Oh. That's a go-to. Wow. Yeah. I love I like to see who's there. I like to look at any animals anyone will show me. Yeah. I'm like, I got just, they comes right up, everybody. It's, it's like, search P, Pasadena Humane Society. And I'm like, one of these days, the dog for oh, yeah, us dog. will be yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, I keep, depending on the day, mm-hmm. there's always, I always have to have notebooks with me because mm-hmm. I have to take a lot of notes. And then I have to have water. I've now just started putting, like, my favorite chocolate candy in the car. Hand lotion. Got to keep that in there. I'm in my car a lot, guys. I do have a book that I am happy to know is there. And the computer, if it's going to be one of those days where I'm never going home for a day. (laughs) And then I get, like, all resentful when the kids are like, did you do such and such? I'm like, I haven't even been home since I left this morning to take you to school. Right? Yes. And then, you know, the charger obviously. But then there's like weird stuff that is accumulated that I've needed. Like we definitely have, I, I have screwdrivers in the car now because mm-hmm. for some reason it's come up enough yeah. that I've needed them. Right? Scissors, a pen. Scissors, scissors and a pen. Yeah. Ooh, always. Kleenexes would be a bonus, but I forget those a lot. Oh, yeah. I yeah. always have Kleenex and wipes, but these, now we're getting into kid things. So. I know. Yeah. Well, sometimes I need a Kleenex. And there's oh, yeah. nothing oh, there. Totally. And I'm thinking, what yeah. am I supposed to do? Blow my nose in this mask? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Because I wear eyeglasses, I constantly need an eyeglasses wipe in my car. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, those disappear faster than Kleenexes. Those are just gone. Like, they're okay, just gone. this is a lot of stuff, Biz. Yeah, like, it's it is. a lot of stuff. And this brings me to, because a lot of those things, <laughs> yeah. as soon as you say them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to keep that in the car. And yeah. I've, I've cleared all that stuff out of my car, mainly because you're not. Because I'm not in the car as much. But when I didn't desperately need it, the yeah. clutter was so overwhelming. Oh, like, it's... and I and I got like a bin to keep yeah, things in. Yeah, and that kind of almost made it worse. Like yeah, I don't use the bin. You know, it, it was yeah. just like trash would end up in there or like it would just get grimy and dirty or like it was hard to find yeah. things. Oh yeah. No, it's it's a mess. My favorite indicator of what this year is like for me in a car is the, at our school, you get a little sign with your kid's name on it that's like a, you know, 11 by 8 and a half piece of paper, has kid's name, class name on it. You put it in your car window so they know who to call to come to the car. It is two years ago, pre-pandemic, and maybe even the year back after the pandemic, it stayed in great shape pretty much to the end. This year, it not only already has a number of footprints on it, yeah. it has been ripped somehow in half and has been retaped together. The other day, I was desperately trying to find it, and it was on the front seat floor under so much stuff. Because like when you're going between like the folks' house and your kid's house and like stuff I needed to drop off at the school or whatever, there's like a bag of Christmas catalogs, mm-hmm. right? That like... I, I, I'm like, how does, sure, mama, I'll take it, <laughs> right? Like, yes, I'll take all the Tupperwares back to the house. Yes, I, you know, like whatever. And so when the teacher came up, I was like, it's just down there. It's Ellis. But like, if you need to see the sign, it's there at its own funeral. This is making me feel that we are recording really a gift to car designers yeah, like engineers like right now because what you're describing and what what I'm thinking about is all of this stuff that I definitely have experienced yeah. and like have very similar needs yeah. and it there's no workable way for any of it in the car and what would end up happening for me, is I would get so overwhelmed by the clutter in the passenger seat yeah. that I would end up putting it in the way back. Yeah, or I couldn't trunk. get yeah. it. And then yeah. it just sits in the way oh. back, not being useful to me. Correct. And just being in my car for months until yeah. I clean my car, at which point I'm like going through it and going, well, I kind of still need this. Yeah. <laughs> just need to move this back up to the front. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of weird, actually, now that I think about it, that 
our cars really are not set up Mm-mm. to work in the way that we need them to. Everything's just like sometimes slightly out of reach or like yeah. the cup holders. People are carrying water bottles around everybody. There yeah. are multiple cup holders in which no one's water bottle will fit in it, right? It's just like just a hair too big. Or I thought when we got this car, I was like, oh, now this is some good middle between the front, two front seats. This is some good space. There's like a well, there's a armrest thing that lifts up there. And there's the sliding slides that covers the little well and slides back. But if there's anything on the tray, yeah, like a pen, yeah, you can't slide it back. It gets no. jammed. Yeah. And that is annoying. Plus those things that open up in the middle, yeah, just like, get filled with stuff with, instantly oh, yeah. and then you can never use it or find anything again. Yeah. Like and when not... you clean the car, you put it in, you think, "Look how organized this is. Yeah. I'm going to be able to open this up and pull my yeah. hand lotion out and wait, it's summer. I'm all there's also some sunscreen now." Yeah. And yeah, and then within less than 24 hours, <laughs> it's full of like school ID badges and like disposable receipts. masks that you think someone might need to wear again, again before you throw it away. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's... I think we need like filing folders. Like that would files. be helpful. Like we need that a place to like file papers <laughs> in like accessible because the glove compartment does not cut it. It never. It serves has. no purpose as a driver. No. Why do people think we're all in the car together all the time? In I know. 90% of the situations, it's one parent yeah. driving people around. Yeah. Right? And yeah. for the most part, for a good chunk of your life, they're in the back seat. Yeah. And so that reaching over to put anything. Yeah. I mean, if it goes in the glove compartment, it's dead to me. It's yeah. I'm never going to see it again. Yeah. Ever. We need like pull-out bins that are like little containers yeah. that can be... Organized and open with one finger touch. I mean, there's like so many ways it could be. (laughs) I would get rid of the front seat. Yeah. And just so that that space could be used for organizing and storage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and just FYI, everybody, if you're out buying a car or looking at cars, do a good double check to make sure that the passenger seat actually folds all the way down. Why anybody would invent a passenger seat that only folds forward a quarter of the way in an SUV where you're supposed to be putting big things is a fool. They're fools. Oh, I think we've done a good job. Uh <laughs> not giving that like and because there are people many of you are sport parents and music parents and activity parents and support your kids in all these different ways in which you've got to dry you get to basically not be at home when you could be i mean i wonder if that's really the core this is a moment in which you could have been home but you're not yeah and there are meals that surround that. There are errands that surround that. Like just my fear of my kids having to do nighttime activities. We started doing those. And like with school things that are at night. And I'm like, how does, how is this supposed to work with like food? And I don't know anything, especially when one kid's not doing it. Like, I don't, this is, this is a bad idea that somebody's had and we have to go and participate in it. So I think, I think the bottom line is it's okay to hate it. <laughs> that should be I the new so. tagline. I, <laughs> I, think, I think so. I also think you said something early on in this conversation that was poignant to me, which mm-hmm. was like where you said we set out to not support our children with any of these activities, which I know is a joke, but also Jesse and I were the same way where we were like, look, like when we first, you know, first had kids, we're yeah. like, look, we'll like totally support them doing stuff, but like we're not going to do the competitive things that yeah. require you to be driving around, like traveling on the weekends or like driving around every right. day after school. Like they're just going to go to aftercare and we yeah. have to like keep things reasonable. But 
what I think the reality is, is that when it comes to actual stuff that comes up, like specific things, whether it's a therapy appointment or a medical appointment for a family member or an activity, a specific activity that your kid really wants to do, that they're really interested in doing, it's near impossible to say no to that purely on the grounds of, look, I just don't want to do the extra driving. Like, (laughs) it's one thing if you have to work. It's one thing if you have a different obligation at that time. But it is so hard to decline something like that purely because you're like, well, I would have to drive and I really do not feel up to driving. Like, (laughs) I've never heard those words come out of my mouth. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't no, think I've ever, ever set that boundary. And I'm not saying, like, I really need to set that boundary or or whatever. I'm not saying – I'm not saying what should be done in that situation. I'm yeah. just saying, like, that's tough. It's really tough when the key to these really important things yeah. is us doing more driving. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really the key to parenting. <laughs> Just having to do more. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Whether you really want to or not. It could happen to you. You're all grown up now a professional adult with diverse interests and hobbies. And one of those hobbies is video games. You just can't help it. They're so good now. If that's you, we're here to tell you, you are completely normal. I'm Maddie Myers. I'm Jason Schreier. And I'm Kirk Hamilton. And together we form Triple Click, a podcast about video games. If you think you might be a person who likes video games, we hope you'll give Triple Click a listen. Triple Click, new episodes every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail, Teresa. I am so excited to ask you to genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Sure. We've had some very stressful Christmases in the recent past. Okay. And I made a few changes this year to how we did Christmas. One thing was we figured out our kids don't really like surprises. So we just right. gave them a budget, let them choose what they wanted, helped them, and figured it out. So they knew what they were getting. Very that good. did lower their anxiety a lot about Christmas, and that was good. Oh, good job. But the other, the biggest genius to me was that as we were approaching Christmas Eve, I realized that I do this every year where I think some moment is going to present itself to me where I will have time to wrap everything and get everything ready. Right. And that moment never, never appears. And then it's Christmas Eve and everybody's exhausted and overstimulated and they go to bed late. And then I'm exhausted and overstimulated and I have to do all the like going around, finding where I stashed everything, getting it organized. And I always think, well, I'll just do it. It'll just take I'll just do it really quick. And it always takes me like three hours. Three hours. Because I'm yeah. slow. It's not even that there's like a yeah. lot. It's just I'm sl- like, I'm just, I, I just yeah. don't do that stuff that fast. It takes a lot of time to wrap presents badly even. Yes. And label them correctly and it. make sure you have yeah. everything yeah. and like find where you and remember. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a lot. all that. Yeah. So a few days before Christmas, I was like, you know what? As much as that sucks, I'm going to do that tonight instead of on Christmas Eve. I'm going to stay up too late and do it all in one night 
and be exhausted and mm-hmm. be mad yeah. and be really tired and grumpy the next day. But then it'll be done. And then there will be like two more nights until yeah. actual Christmas Day of hopefully a little recovery. Yeah. So that on Christmas Day, I'm not a nightmare human who hates my family. I'm oh. I'm just like a regular mom enjoying Christmas with her family. Just like a regular mom you know. enjoying Christmas. Just uh, like that. Because we all do. There's you guys know what that is. is. You did a great job. That was Thank a little, you. That was like a little Christmas gift to you. It was. I you felt know? amazing. Yeah. 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 And it came with all the guilt and difficulties that like any good gift should. So yes. good, good job. Thank you. My geniuses, I remembered we were recording the show today. Guys, holidays, my parents, we traveled. I had already fucked it up thinking we were doing this last week. And 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 that was all on me. But you would think, why aren't you saving that for your fail? Because I've got a really great fail this week. Ooh. Yeah, that I've just, I'm so excited. It's timing out where I get to share it with Teresa. So the fact that I have remembered and I brought the mic with me and I brought my headphones with me and I brought my computer with me and I am in a closet. I am, I did it. I did it. Good job. That's really impressive. I have to say, I was impressed when we first signed on and I found out you weren't at home. I was like, wow, she brought all that shit with her on this family. Like, that's yeah, Yeah. good job. It's minimal compared to all the shit that Stefan brought. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hi, this is a genius. Actually, it's a husband fail turned into my genius. So we were driving back home from a vacation, and we were on a seven-hour road trip with our 18-month-old child and two dogs in the back of the car, and of course, the car top carrier with the high chair and the pack and play and just all the things that you need for a week away with an 18-month-old kid, and my husband popped a curb coming out of the gas station and blew out one of the tires, and... You know, we panicked for a minute because what are we going to do with a baby and two dogs and how long is this going to take and where's the nearest tire shop and how are we going to handle the tow and what are we going to do with the dogs and all of those kinds of things. And I happened to see a very cheap motel about a block and a half away. So I put the baby in the front carrier and I put the dogs on the leash. And we walked to the motel, and we bought a room. And we paid, like, $50 for the room, and we were in there for, like, four hours while my husband dealt with the blown-out tire and the tow truck and all of those things that he had to deal with. And meanwhile, I had uh, food because there was a Burger King right next door, and I had a TV for the kid to watch TV, and I had a bowl of water for the dog, and I had a toilet, and I had a bed to sit on. And we didn't have to worry about what we were going to do with the dogs because what do you do with two dogs when you're in a tow truck and how do you put a kid in a car seat in a tow truck and all of the things. We didn't have to worry about that because we just spent $50 on a really crappy motel room and the front desk clerk was very surprised when I checked out four hours (laughs) later and didn't stay the night, but it all worked and we all had somewhere safe to go. So that is my genius. Uh, Thanks for the show. You're doing a great job. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is really good. Really good. I'm right? really wowed I, by this. I, I thought, you know, I thought this was headed in the direction of, so I pulled out the pack and play, right? And like, And we just set it up on the side of the road or like, mm. like I made, I didn't like mm. for it, right? But that you saw the motel, 50 bucks was 100% worth that yeah four hours that is so awesome it's so so good and you know because like as the your partner it would not have helped your partner in any way for you guys to all be together during Mm -mm. this exchange no not even a little not helpful yeah it would have been a real marriage strainer as they say that would really made that trip un yeah Fun. Not that a seven-hour car trip with an 18-month-old and two dogs is a party. 
But right. you, I mean, like that, I mean, that really is smart. God. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. So I mentioned that our kids selected their own Christmas gifts this year, yeah. which mostly went great, but I, I think... I learned that maybe sometimes I need to help a little more when they're <laughs> when they're choosing their gifts. So Gracie's main gift that she picked out was a vintage talking elf. You guys remember Elf? Yeah, no, from the eighties, the alien from the, yeah. the sitcom. I'm gonna eat um, cats. Right? Yeah, he loved eating cats. He loved yeah. eating cats. Yeah, Gracie somehow got back into this show and she's been watching it and it's actually pretty funny like as a kid I didn't get it I didn't I didn't like it but watching it now it's actually really funny but anyways (laughs) that's neither here nor there Mm. with the story she wanted this elf that's kind of like you remember like Teddy Ruxpin where you would put a tape in and he would tell a story. Yeah. Well, apparently they made a talking elf where you put a cassette tape in and it's elf telling you like a fairy tale, but in elf in right. elf style, you yeah. know, which I thought was hilarious. And and by the way, who cares what I think? It's her present yeah. that she's choosing for herself. <laughs> but I did happen to think it was great. Yeah. I said, like, you know, look on eBay, look, yeah. see what the prices are, see see what you can find. Let's find a good one. She found one. She felt really good about it. I just went ahead and clicked. You did. Let's buy that one. Yeah. We bought it. And we bought also one of the cassette tapes sure. that we also found in a separate thing. So then cut to Christmas and we figured out that we didn't actually buy the version that has the tape deck in it like we just bought a talking elf Mm. and it just didn't like jesse kind of gave me the like puzzled look like you didn't bother to like hmm this is the one that talks but it's not not the cassette telling one the eyes say a thousand words right yeah yeah so she handled it but it was potentially a huge disaster because there had been so much buildup by then about this particular feature. Um, and of course, we had the cassette, which also yeah. was part of her budget and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, just to top it off, icing on the cake, I yeah. was the one doing all the wrapping and blah, blah, mm. blah. So I'm the one who has the opportunity to make all the mistakes. Yeah. So an additional mistake that I took the opportunity to make was not to check if it needed batteries or what kinds of batteries it would take oh, or whether yeah. we had those in the house. So that was also my fail that I just didn't. And yeah. I also got the, so did you think about know that it takes, and of course it takes C batteries, oh. which like... Who takes who who has C batteries around? You know, only if you have a flashlight from 1982. Exactly. Right. So, um, eh, I Eh. I did great overall, but there were like some areas that I think I was just I'm not responsible for this because it was like it was you know they They chose the research themselves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what Teresa, you're just doing you. They they'll really cling to that as Mm -hmm. a Christmas fail forever. You'll never ever hear the end of that oh my god one of the kids we're with the five-year-old who i fucking love that's part dragon keeps saying things like well no that's probably mama's fault but it's okay right like (laughs) (laughs) we're all just like wow that's amazing it's probably mama's fault it's my it's mom's fault it's mom's fault she she's the one who messed that up. I think that's like a documented developmental stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's just so matter of fact when she it's says so it. It's so clear. It's yeah. so clear. That's, that's my yeah. parents' fault. Everybody. They're like God. So when stuff yeah. goes wrong, it's definitely their, their fault. Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. All right. I'm going to preface this fail by saying how surprised I am that this has only happened now. So... Ellis loves Legos. Their room, there are Legos legitimately everywhere, okay? And they seem to know where they all are. They're very into building their own mocks and like, uh, you know, all the stuff. It's really cool. It, they're really good at it. They have my full support. 
but they want me in there a lot. And so my good time is to just kind of be sorting, right? So I'm like, okay, here are all the little, I call them oneers, you know, they're just like the little circle with one little peg, right? Like there's no oneers and like these are all the, you know, twoers or whatever types of pieces are around. I'm collecting them and then putting them in their little home that I have established. So simultaneously as part of the story, you may remember Ellis had a birthday party. It was a cereal themed birthday party, not the podcast, but actual morning cereal, which we still have a shit ton of. So I poured myself a little treat of Captain Crunch with berries. I'm sitting on the floor, I'm eating my little handfuls of Captain Crunch. I'm collecting my little Lego oneers. And there, I like talking with Ellis and we're exchanging. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I got a handful of Captain Crunch with berries. And I pop them in my mouth and it's, it's not, it's Legos. I have just put a fistful of small Legos in my mouth. And I'm like, I'm so thankful that I was, with it enough to not bite. I mean, I just like, as soon as they all went in there and you heard that noise against the teeth and you're like, none of that's not Captain Crunch. And I just opened my mouth and, you know, did do the like full uh, spitting would be bad. I should just let them fall out of my mouth. And they all fall out. And I'm like, oh my God. And like, Ellis hasn't seen it. And I said, Ellis, I just ate a whole handful of Legos thinking it was Captain Crunch. And he was like, that's disgusting. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. And I, I just can't believe it hadn't happened. I mean, this is like one of those things I am always telling Ellis, careful that you don't accidentally eat some Legos. <laughs> right? And it was, it just sensory wise, it felt yeah. exactly like a handful of Captain Crunch, which are also toothbreaker gum cutters so yeah. like it you know i just i just sat there and thought I, that's i did it i did it guys i did it i finally did it that's amazing yeah it's so easy to picture that yeah yeah but but to do it right like yeah. and i feel like it's like a sketch that we would have written right like you know like oh just a breakfast full of legos right they're everywhere aren't they yeah they yeah. are God, 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 right like but to do it yeah and you'll always remember what yeah. that felt like oh i will always remember all the feelings that i felt <laughs> in that moment hey one bed mother this is a fail it's the first day that we've had snow this winter and uh, sent my kindergartner to school without a change of shoes, without any snow pants. And then when we went to look for some snow pants to send to, to her, we discovered that we had last year's pants, which are two sizes too small, or a pair that were given to us that are way too big. So I guess she's going to wear the really big ones and uh, waddle through the day. But, um, yeah, we suck. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, you have sent your child to preschool unprepared. No other parent has ever done this. <laughs> it is only you. Your teachers keep a list and you're the only name on it. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, just um, over and over. I'm just reminded of, I'm sure I mentioned it on the show, but the time that Oscar ran out of clothing changes at school and the teacher ended up dressing him in her own child's clothing I because that. she ha happened to have that with her. I was just I like, it's great. wow. I, wow. None of it tops the woman who sent her kids extra change of clothes, right? Like sent it mm -hmm. and then got the bag back. And in the bag was a pair of her own underwear. Her underwear. Because yeah. it had gotten in the wash just like yeah. up a, up a pants yeah. leg in the dryer yeah. and i yeah. i to me yeah that was good that's still it's, it's a really still good one. one of my one of my all-time preschool packing extra anything clothes. oh yeah yeah oh yeah i used to actually i used to think of yeah. that woman when i was putting stuff to get like the nap stuff together for frankie to go yeah. to preschool i'd be like i better make sure there's no undies of mine in here yeah. let me check that's, that's 
Yeah, don't worry. And if there are, that they are specifically selected to oh, go yeah. to school. Yeah. That they tell a story. Cute but modest. Yes. But <laughs> the <laughs> Teresa Thorne story. Well, you are doing a horrible job. Yeah. What you have to look forward to is how many more snow days there are mm-hmm. in, in which to not have enough of these change of clothes to to bring to yep. send your child with. Yeah. So again, shame, shame, shame. We all know your name. You did a bad job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. All right, everybody, it is time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. I have a rant. I wish that I had like a a crystal ball, like a true crystal ball where I could like see my future. Because my husband and I agreed on two kids. And I want another one. And he sat up for it. I didn't know I would feel this way. How did I know? I I couldn't have known I would feel this way. I had really, really bad postpartum with both of them. But I still just want to do it one more time. Please try again. I just want to do it one more time. And my sister-in-law is due with her third baby in a couple weeks. And uh, am I serious talking to me? She's due in a couple weeks, and I'm, like, the go-to person for her other two kids. You know, when she goes into labor, and I, I it just hit me today that I'm going to have to deal with these feelings, these fucking feelings. About another baby when I'm gonna hold my new nephew. Like I've I've been able to just push everything deep down when I see her pregnant. I'm really I'm really fucking jealous. I'm really envious of her. But I'm able to push it down because I know she's going through a lot. And so I just tell myself, don't show any emotion about it right now. We'll cry about it later. <laughs> I'm just worried that when I hold this new baby, I'm not gonna be able to hold it in. I didn't, I, I didn't think about all these feelings I would have to deal with in front of people. Right now, I can push everything down, but oh, I just wish I would have known. I wish I would have. I wish I would have fought for three sooner. I wish I would have known. And I feel like it's too late. It's too late. We had three years of infertility with our first. It feels too late. Oh, my God. That's all. First of all, you're doing such a good job. And that's all. That's a lot. That is a lot. And... I mean, Teresa, I feel like we had a whole conversation about this in the past about wanting, thinking this is, there, there is no, I thought I, but now I, so I should punish myself and feel like shit. And like, you know, that is, that is part of everything The. We never know how we're going to feel in the future. I just want to scream, don't cram it down. Let it <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> let it I know. Out. I'm so glad right? you called us to let it out. Yeah. I'm so glad you can keep letting it out. Yeah, it is valid and it's fair. And, you know, it really, again, brings back so much about like, I know I've been talking a lot about it on the show lately, but like. These are personal, private choices that are not made at others. 
And like, I like, you know, your sister obviously is not having a third child at you, right? And your jealousy, which is incredibly valid, is not at her. I swear, if they put that baby in your arms and you just start bawling, that is okay. And you can be honest about why, or you could just be like, this is the most beautiful baby. And just like, and again, yeah. kind of half cram yep. it. These are good options, Biz. Thank yes. you. Yeah. These are fair. It is yeah. normal to cry around yeah. babies. So yeah. don't stifle it. And yeah. th- I mean, there's not a lot uh, you know, to say about this other than you deserve to let it out. Family planning is so personal between yourself and your partner and is so different for every single person out there. And none of that eliminates the feelings and emotions that we have around those questions. Yeah. And the fact that our feelings about it are like sort of feel like the most important thing. Like when, I mean, it's weird how we make a lot of decisions based on like logic and advice. But then when it comes to kids, we really do feel okay starting out a f- partnership saying, like, I feel I want this many kids or no kids or whatever. And a lot of times it's it has to do with lifestyle planning and financial choices and things like that. But I think for many of us, we would agree that it, it comes down to, like, just an innate sense of, like, what we want or yeah how we see our future. And that's like such a moment in time. Like it's such a moment in time thing. And it is confusing that it's confusing that about that one thing, we would expect our feelings to never change. Yeah. But because we expect our feelings to change all the time, because our feelings do change all the time. About so many things in my life, I have had that thought that that you expressed in this call when you said, I wish I would have known. Like I, that is like a thought I struggle with all the time, all the time. I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known. And it's so easy to have that thought and it's so understandable and it's so agonizing, but there's nothing we can fucking do about it because we can't go back in time. (laughs) And sometimes I allow myself fantasies of like myself going back in time and like doing all the things that I would do differently. Oh my God. And it's... In a way, it actually is really comforting to do that because it makes me feel like I know now. But what's funny is that I'm not realizing that I just know now. I only know now. Tomorrow, you're going to know something else. Tomorrow will be something else. And like 10 years from now, I'll know something else. So like the now that we are feeling that we know is also a moment in time, just like whatever we thought five years ago was just as valid, just as real. And the stuff that we knew was real stuff. It was just different stuff. Yeah. And you're not supposed to be, you're not in trouble for for having new feelings about something. No. You're not going to get in trouble. You know, if you didn't marry an asshole, you're not going to get in trouble by sharing these feelings. Remember... You know, I think why I like the word partner so much more as I have slowly come to, you know, using that term for Stefan is if they are really your partner and your friend, then this is something that, you know, I I hope you can talk with them about and say, I'm not saying this isn't everything I'm about to say is not. I'm fighting for it or have to or whatever. But emotionally, I am discovering that I am having these feelings. And I am worried that these feelings are going to come out and impact not only us, it'll impact my relationship with my sister and my family, right? Like, I I need you to know that I'm going through this. They don't have to solve it. They don't have to fix it. But it's good for them to know. It's support. support. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's. Fair enough to, again, you, I mean, we got, uh, ask for it wherever you can get it. 
support-wise, it's so much easier to be a friend or a partner to someone when you know that they need it, Mm -hmm. you know, or just to know that you can say, I'm glad you told me that. I'm not sure how I can support that, right? Like, but at least I know. Mm -hmm. Or just keep calling the hotline and leaving it here. Like that is fully valid, fully an option. And again, you're you're doing such a good job. You're doing such a good job. Yeah, you are. Well, this has been so much fun. It has. Seeing you. Yeah. It's been really nice. Turns out we can still talk about, no matter what's going on in our lives, we can still talk about how hard something is or just, but yeah, like things keep happening to me, Teresa, <laughs> that make me think, God, I really would like to just tell Teresa that this thing happened and why is that a thing that I wasn't planning on? And then to hear the soothing voice of Teresa say, you're right. <laughs> and I feel maybe a little differently about it, but it's also still valid. So yep. I, this has been such a pleasure. Yeah, it's been really nice. Thanks for having me back. Oh, thank you for coming back. And the door is always open. Everybody, we did it. We got through some holidays with only the very fuck you Thank you of a horrible snowstorm. And I am so keenly aware of all of you who are out there right now in so many different situations with kids. I see you. It's legitimately too much what you're dealing with right now. And I hope you're able to maintain some sort of sense of humor or at least have a bathroom to hide in every once in a while because you're doing a great job. Everyone, New Year, by the time we see you next week, as Teresa and I always say, fuck resolutions. Celebrate what you managed to get done or what you stopped doing. You're all amazing. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. I got to load down mama blues. I got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. Got to load down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.